Hello, hello, and welcome to the Uncensored Sales Podcast. I am your host, Ryan Dowdy, and I am so excited that you are here today. Um, so I absolutely love hanging out with you guys every single week. Um, I've done interviews the past few weeks, so I haven't really had a chance to chat with you all. But today we are going to talk about finding a way to sell that feels good to you. What do I mean by that? So there's so much noise out in the market today, right? About all the different ways that you need to do things to build a business, right? You need to sell high ticket pricing. You need to sell one-to-one. You need to start a webinar. You need to start um, run an evergreen funnel. You need to go to in-person networking events. You need to network in Facebook groups. You need to spend time on LinkedIn. You need to niche down as soon as possible, right? Like you have heard all of those things. Some of them have probably come out of my mouth. I know that. <laughs> but what I want to really spend time talking about today, and this will this will be short and sweet, is that it has to feel good to you. And what do I mean by that? So when you have decided to grow a business, first things first, I want to, I want to be crystal clear on this. When you have decided to start a business, you have decided to become a salesperson. I'm going to say it again. When you decided to start a business, you decided to become a salesperson. The only way that you have a business is if you sell something to someone, right? There has to be a cash exchange. Um, someone posted in the Sales Skills for Women in Business Facebook group the other day that I don't like to sell to people and, you know, you should never feel like you're selling. And I vehemently disagree. Like, you have to sell something. <laughs> That's just the way that it is. And we don't have to be jerks to do it. And I think that was the point she was trying to make. Um, and I think that's probably a lot of what's going on in your world. And the reason that you're struggling with selling is because you have been sold to in a way that didn't feel good to you. So you're like, I don't want to do that. Like if this, if that's what we're, um, this is what selling is, I don't want to do that. And I'm here to tell you that you can find a way to sell that feels good to you. This is my theory and what I have used um, to both be successful in building my business into a six-figure business, but also building multiple, um, you know, seven-figure sales organizations in my corporate career is that it has to feel good to you. So if you are doing something that you hate doing that is part of your sales process, it's going to be really hard to sell. So for instance, in the corporate world, we did a lot of cold calling. Cold calling is an extremely necessary part of sales, um, one that I'm a believer in, honestly. Um, but if that is something to you that you were like, I don't want to cold call, I will not cold call, cold calling is not my jam, then don't do it. it it's not the only way to do something. Um, so if your thing is, I don't want to network in person, I don't have time to network in person, I'm growing a business and I'm raising my kids, or I can't get out of the house, or I live in a small town where there's not a lot of networking opportunities, then don't network in person, find a way to network online. And the reason I wanted to have this conversation is because there's so many people out there telling you that there's one way to do something and I disagree. There are a lot of different ways to do things and you have to do things in, in a way that feels good to you. So what's a perfect example? If you don't like to cold call, don't cold call, but you still have to find a way to go out and talk to people. So maybe that is in-person networking. Maybe that is sending some cold emailing. Uh, maybe it's networking online but it really has to be something that you will commit to doing every day. So, you know, the steps to growing a business, right? We need to go out, we need to talk to people. It's the first thing we need to do. We need to tell them the problem that we solve. And then when there an opportunity presents itself, we offer to help and invite them into a sales conversation. So that is the process of, of getting clients, right? But we have to go out and talk to as many people as possible, but there are millions of different ways. Okay, maybe not millions, but definitely <laughs> dozens of different ways to go out and talk to people. So that might look like networking in Facebook groups, networking on LinkedIn, um, getting involved in conversations on Instagram, right? That's one way to do it. Another way to do it, in-person networking ones. Another way to do it is to use a software tool and do some cold emailing. Another way to do it is to pick up the phone and do some um, 
cold calling. Another way to do it is to get to become a guest on podcast, to be a guest in somebody else's Facebook Live. Another way to do it is to leverage your personal profile on social media, right? Like I just gave you 10 different ways that you can talk to a lot of people. Pick one and own it or pick a couple and own it. The key here though is to make sure that you do it consistently. And that's why I want you to find something that feels good to you so you will do it consistently. Because again, if you choose cold emailing and you hate cold emailing, then you're not gonna do it every day and you're going to be really inconsistent about it and you're not gonna have results and then you're gonna come back and tell me that cold emailing doesn't work. I know for a fact that it's worked, I've seen it work. Your lack of consistency is what made it not work. So if you're telling me I really wanna network in person but you're not showing up consistently to in-person networking events, that's why in-person networking isn't working for you. You have to do whatever it is that you decide to do, you have to do it consistently, okay? So that's step one is going out and talking to as many people as possible, finding what works for you that you are going to show up and do consistently. That's what I think is really important. So now let's talk about like what you're actually selling. And, and I know that I'm not really going in order, but this is something that's an issue too. I get a lot of women who come into the Uncensored Sales Program and they are really just flustered and frustrated because they've been told or they have heard somewhere that like you have to charge what you're worth and sell a high ticket whatever in, in whatever BS you have been fed in the past um, about what your pricing should look like. And um, I believe that your, again, your pricing has to feel good to you. So when you are brand new in business and maybe you started a virtual assistant business or you're a social media manager and you've never had a client before, it may not feel comfortable to charge somebody $1,500 a month to do their social media management, you know, but so you offer the pricing that feels good, the pricing that you can deliver, that you feel confident in, that you know that you can deliver on. And then you get a couple of clients, you build some confidence, you get some great results, you have some testimonials, some success stories to share, and then you can raise your rates when it feels good to you. But if it doesn't feel good to you to sell somebody a $20,000 coaching package, you're never going to be able to sell it because it doesn't feel good because it's not in alignment with your, your value clients. But the reason it's hard to get clients in that instance is because you don't believe in yourself. You don't believe in the pricing that you're, um, that you are delivering. You don't believe in the value that you can provide for that price. So, but I also want to caution you here. I don't want you giving away things. Like if you go out into the, the world and you notice that other people are charging, you know, $750 for social media management, I don't recommend offering it for $200, but I recommend offering it maybe for $400 and say, okay, I'm going to take on three clients at $400 a month. And then I'm going to raise my rate to $600. And then I'm going to get to that, that market rate of 750. Um, so I'm not proposing that you give away your services. I'm saying that it's okay to build up to where you want to be when you're brand new as a beginner, right? Like let's take a sports analogy analogy here. I was a college volleyball player. I played volleyball. Um, I think I picked up a ball when I was 12. Um, and I played, you know, through the age of about 20. And, you know, I was not the same volleyball player at 12 that I was at 20. I had eight years of experience. I had hours and hours and hours of practice. So I was a better player. Therefore, I could demand a college scholarship and different things like that that I couldn't demand when I was 12 because I didn't have the experience. It's the same thing when you're starting a business. When you're brand new to business, you, you know, it's okay if you don't feel comfortable demanding, you know, higher prices for something that you haven't delivered on. So you have to feel good about it. And that's what I mean, that it's okay to sell in a way that feels good to you. So connect with new people in a way that feels good to you and then price your services at a way that feels good to you. Because all of these other people who are out here telling you how to do this are not the people who are paying your bills. They're not the people who are paying your mortgage. They're not the people who are feeding your family. So while we absolutely want to learn from other people, if what they are telling you to do doesn't align with your values and what you feel good with, don't do it. It's that simple, guys. Find what feels good to you. 
So perfect example of that um, in my business, right? When I first started in my business, I you know, was told one-on-one coaching, one-on-one coaching, one-on-one coaching is the way to go. But I also found that my audience was brand new entrepreneurs. And so one-on-one coaching, is is attractive because it has a higher price point but when you're dealing with brand new entrepreneurs you have a smaller pool of people that are going to be willing to invest in one-on-one coaching when they're brand new because they don't have that confidence right they don't have the confidence in themselves just yet to say okay i can throw down you know a thousand dollars a month for a coach uh, because they're, they're still looking for a little bit of so a little bit of proof that this business thing is going to work out for them so instead of doing what everybody told me to do i launched a group coaching program that offers support at a reasonable price point um, for a brand new entrepreneur, right? Like as of the, today's recording, when you hear this podcast, you know my program is is fifteen ninety nine. So for under sixteen hundred dollars, you're getting a year's worth of support um, that involves like actual human connection, not just a course. So for me. I, I did not set out to be a trendsetter, but it wound up happening that way. Um, but early on, I struggled to get clients because I was trying to sell an expensive one-on-one ticket to, to somebody who didn't have the belief in themselves yet to make that investment. I was able to sell one-on-one coaching, but I wasn't selling it to brand new entrepreneurs. I wasn't selling it to the community that I was building. Um, but then I had to find a way to help my people at a price point that they could afford, but that felt good to me, that I felt like I was really giving people support. Like you guys have heard me talk about, I'm I'm not a huge fan of just selling courses. Um, I sold my course as a standalone um, just to kind of see how that would go. I probably never say never, but I don't think that I will do it again because I had a hard time being really confident in buy this course when I'm like, no, but I really need you to buy the program to get the support that you need because I don't believe that courses as standalones are really great tools. Um, they might give you some tools. There's good, some good advice in there. But if you're going to, you know, I would rather you go listen to the podcast and, and watch the YouTube videos and do all those other things and, and consume that content for free and pay for support. Like get, actually get access to a coach or something like that. Um, in this particular environment. So um, the reason I'm telling you that story is because it had to feel good to me to be able to build a program that people wanted and to be able to inspire people to buy the program. I had to be, it had to be in alignment for me. So, um, you know, and there are some people that will tell me like your pricing is way too low. I can't believe you're offering one-on-one support at that price. And the truth is I don't care because my people are getting amazing results. My business is growing because of it. Um, and the women that are in this community are crushing it and they're networking and they're doing all these wonderful things. So for me, there is no downside to what I am doing and I'm doing something that feels good to me and I'm inspired by so I'm able to sell it really confidently and really passionately because I believe in it so that's important for you okay so find a way to connect with people that feels good to you find a way to price your services that felt good to you. And then finally, find a way to have a sales conversation that feels good to you. So I don't teach a script, I teach a framework. Um, if you've spent any time in my Facebook group, you've seen it. Um, I teach a framework around um, how to run a, a discovery call, right? So I, I recommend we find out the current situation, the desired situation, like how they're emotionally motivated and then always wanna set concrete next steps out of that discovery call. Um, but I don't write a script because I can't give you my script because I don't think it is a script. Like for me, I just want to go have a conversation with somebody. I want to learn about their business. I want to learn about what they're trying to accomplish. I want to see if I'm a good fit to help them and that's it. But if I gave you a script, I would be teaching you to sell the way that feels good to me, not the way that feels good to you. So that's why I just give a framework of a conversation you should be having with your people in sales because I want you to take that framework and ask the questions that are relevant to you, that are relevant to your audience, that are relevant to the problems that you solve, that are relevant to the, you know, the ideal client that you would be talking to because it doesn't matter what questions I would ask because I probably sell something different than you. 
Um, and so I'm not a big fan of scripts. I'm not a big fan of, you know, you got to do it this way and you've got to close this way and you've got to do it. Like I just, I really am a big believer in finding a way and having that conversation um, that feels really good to you. However, here's the deal though, guys, this, a lot of this comes with an asterisk. I don't mean, you know, go passively sell your services and not, you know, um, not actually sell in that discovery call. I, I want you to do that. And I'm not asking you to make an investment in your business. And sometimes that feels scary. Can I ask you a question, right? That's what feels good to me. You have to find the way that feels good to you. So all of this to say, guys, is it's trial and error when you're just getting started. And there is no one way to get clients. There is no one way to have sales conversations. There is no one way to grow a business. But what there is, but the, the truth of the matter is we have to sell something to someone to have a business. So you have to go out there and have the conversations. Do the trial and error. Fail. Hear no. Say something stupid. Say something ridiculous. Try to sell something that nobody buys. Guys, all of these things happen. They happen to everyone. Every entrepreneur that you see out there, you know, talking about their six-figure this and their seven-figure that. I'm not sure, you know, that has to work best for you. But I, I wanted to take this time, take this podcast to tell you that selling is not, it's not an event, guys. It's not something that we do to someone. It is a relationship that we build and we make an offer and somebody buys it or they don't. And let's not overcomplicate it in any way more than that. Let's go out, let's build relationships, make offers to help where it's appropriate, but in a way that really fits for you. So if you want to continue this conversation, guys, if you're digging this, if you're like, yes, I want to learn to sell in a way that feels good to you, I want you to join me over in the Sales Skills for Women in Business Facebook group. It is my totally free community. We do a ton of training over there on sales, sales conversation, a lot of mindset stuff these days. Um, very much built for my, my new entrepreneurs, uh, but my, my more seasoned entrepreneurs, you're welcome as well. Um, it's always You can always brush up on our sales skills, but the community is built for those brand new entrepreneurs. So I want you to join me um, in that group. And if you would, um, if this podcast was helpful for you today, I would love if you would share it um, with the people in your world who you know are growing businesses who are maybe trying to find a way to sell um, that feels good to them. I would love if you would pass this on and I will see you guys in next week's podcast.